Hello and welcome to the E14 Presents the Gamecast. Hello. So named because there are other things called the Gamecast. Not uh, the crazy train. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the gamey train. <laughs> Game here. <laughs> Talking about stuff. <laughs> Loads of games. So uh, I'm your host Rob Wade. With me is Blake Harmer. Hey. Hey. Um, oh sorry, you're talking to the microphone. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Hey microphone. So I thought we'd just have a quick chat. Uh, me and Blake both attended the Eurogamer Expo this year, or EGX as it's called, to the edgy kids. Um, yeah, I don't understand why they decided that. Because we're not edgy kids, Blake. That's why oh, we're yeah. oh, okay. It's something we wouldn't understand. We're big squares and, yeah. you know, we're not to the groove and whatever the kids say nowadays. I remember when all this was pixels. <laughs> it still is, Blake. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> So we both attended the Eurogamer Expo this year and we thought we'd get together um, as quickly as we could after Eurogamer, which is to say three weeks. Um, um, two weeks, I don't know. Oh, no, it might be three weeks now. Shit. I might be right, actually. I don't know. Anyway, more than, t- more than a week yeah. later, here we are um, talking about what we liked, even including stuff briefly that we, that's already come out since, because obviously some of the stuff was really close to release. Like, really yeah. quite surprisingly so in some respects, actually. But we'll come to it. Yeah, so. yeah, we'll come to that in a bit. So, um, just before we kind of get into the specifics, overall, what were your impressions of this year's um, game? If I have to compare it to other years I've been, it's a bit of a lesser year in terms of big releases. Mm-hmm. It's a, the problem with it I had was... Uh, Obviously, like, it couldn't compete with last year because last year had the release of the Xbox One and the PS4. And, yeah. um, and I've been to other ones where it was also bigger because like, they would have had the PS Vita or they like, they had the Wii U the mm-hmm. other year. Yeah. And, you know, so to come to this year where there's, there's pretty much no real new tech to be, per se, you know. Yeah. You know, they, okay, like the Oculus Rift was there, but that's more like had a it, yeah. gadget there. But and also, I think it had been there in previous years. I mean, uh, probably right. Actually, yeah, yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, that doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy it. Still, I thought it was still good. There was still plenty there, there plenty there, and I enjoyed what I played for the most part. Um, I, I enjoyed it, but I would say it's just a quieter year in terms of releases this year. Yeah, uh, but I think we felt that when we saw like E3 a few months back, where yeah. a lot of the big big releases are 2015 now, and and even so, even since then, a lot of games have been. Delayed 2015. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, I mean, something like, for instance, uh, what's been delayed into 2015? Batman? Yeah, Batman. Batman was delayed. I don't know whether that was originally 2015. Uh, No, I think it was originally a Christmas release and they they pushed it back to February, I think it is, or March. I can't remember which one, but... But, uh, Yeah, but I mean, like there, they had like a video of it, but they didn't really have... Yeah, I mean, overall, I probably share your feeling. I thought it was a good... It was a good show. Um, not as big, like you said, not as big banner releases as previous years. Like something like, for example, The Evil Within mm. was the one that had all the space, you know, that had big, the huge advertising banners outside was Evil Within themed. Last year it was Wolfenstein themed. Yeah, yeah. This year is Evil Within. Now, Evil Within to me doesn't feel like um, the biggest kind of. It's, you know the biggest banner release from that thing because it's always been quite low key and quite um... yeah Evil Within has been mostly kept under wraps yeah. which is good because really if you're gonna if you want if you want something giving away all the scary bits in your scary game then sure. I'd rather know less about it rather than more about it until yeah. obviously I hear review code and stuff but um, 
Yeah, I thought when I, if I was putting giant banners outside of my thing, it wouldn't be the game I'd choose because it's not... I suppose it is technically a AAA title, but it's not as AAA as, say, Call of Duty or... Yeah. Even, like, Sunset Overdrive, Little Big Planet, mm-hmm. or, you know. I, I, I would have thought they would have chosen something else yeah. for this year. I wonder if Bethesda just get their... You know, get their marketing guide. To well, maybe say it. Yeah, maybe. That's, <laughs> maybe yeah. That's how I mean, they do it. last year, and then previous year. What was previous year? Tomb Raider, I think. I, d- I didn't go to previous year. That's why I don't know. Um, I can't remember what it was. I did go. Um, I've been pretty much every year since the first year where I went with you. But yeah, I missed the. So I went last year. Yeah, we went for a day, didn't we? Yeah, I just did the day because yeah. I kept missing you. Yeah, right. yeah, you were standing behind me the whole time. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, and I've been the year before, which again I did with uh, Wilson and Cat. Yeah. Um, and then the year before that was just with you for that for the Vita release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was the year when when I went with Cat. That's when the Wii U released. Because I remember the Nintendo bit being just swarmed because of the Wii U. Did you see? Did you think on that note that the Nintendo booth seemed pretty busy this year as well? Yeah, I, I agree with that because there's quite a few big key releases on Wii U, and yeah, which is like good because Smash Nintendo, Nintendo need what they need at the moment are big games, and luck, good thing as was even noted in their E3 keynote is uh, they have big releases this year. Like, sure. I know Legend of Zelda is obviously next year, I think, or, yep. but um, obviously Smash Brothers on both uh, the DS and uh, 3DS. Sorry. Yeah. And um, the Wii U uh, is obviously a big release. They've obviously got the new Kirby, the new Yoshi. Yeah, which know. look cool. Yeah, they looked all right. They weren't, you know, they're not games that would ever grab me, but then again, I'm more of a... I prefer a bit more violence in my games. Yeah, but, um, well, there is that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're obviously aimed at a younger audience, but um, sure. that, but that doesn't mean... You can't enjoy them. I can't enjoy them. No, and it doesn't mean that they don't. They still didn't look very good. Yeah, so, nobody's yeah. going to come around and be like, "Blake, this is this is fun. It's too young for you." Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I, 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 you know, I have played childish games. I mean, you know, I suppose you could argue like Ratchet and Clank or Little Big Planet, or you know, are more aimed at the younger audiences. But yeah, I've enjoyed them just the same. You they, know, they're so. cartoon veneer kind of. Yeah. Still, oh yeah. They're still enjoyable. Like I liked. Um, I had a few Ratchet and Clank games on the PS3, and I quite enjoyed them. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think, uh, I think the, main, the the three main Ratchet and Clank games that've been released on PS3 have all been good titles. Yeah. a couple of bit short, but that's, sure, you know. But they've been budget anyway. But yeah. Um, but yeah, like Super Smash Bros. is a big one, like a huge one. Um, from what I understand, it's been it's sold over two million in Japan alone. Oh, yeah, Japan have gone absolutely nuts for it. I know it's only just really hit here. With all the they do, I think yeah. it's just recently come out. They do yeah. love their Smash Brothers in Japan, though. Like, I know they like Nintendo. And they like Sony quite a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. Microsoft has always struggled in Japan um, because Japan uh, Japanese consumers tend yeah. to favour Japanese companies. Well, true, but even so, I'm, I was like really amazed at their sales figures for Xbox this year because I, I was even expecting. I was hoping there'd be similar figures for 360, but yeah, this one is just well, it's just terrible, you know. Comparatively, yeah. I mean, again, like we've come back to it before, but I mean, like it's important to distinguish that Microsoft aren't doing badly with the Xbox One it's just compared to Sony they're not doing as well yeah yeah no that's that, that's fine no I have no problem with Microsoft they seem to you know Xbox One is to, still being a successful launch in everywhere sure. other than that yeah. I was expecting you know but I was just surprised at what is it like 30,000 in like two weeks or yeah something? I mean Japan, like I said they've, always, awful, struggled, they've always struggled in Japan I, th- I wonder if the price of the system factors in 
Well, obviously, the problem with Xbox One is, is the price for, for was for a lot of people, especially that hence why they had to drop Connect and yeah. you know, and or even you know they've cut they've even tried undercutting PS4 now, but um, yeah. the uh, yeah, and also you know the bad vibe from previous you know from yeah, um, C3 hasn't helped. But I'm a little sore uh, on that because I feel like they've got they've just been kind of tarred with a brush, and even if they like no matter what they do since then. To me, yeah, it feels like a lot. I, my problem is a lot of media um, articles. Not, not. I know, and I, I know you. You know, you, you know certain publications. I won't name them, but um, they seem to be very Sony centric. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, even ones that are unbiased still seem to. They seem to not be. They seem to, to be drop. attacking it. Yeah, but then again. Uh, the people that are doing it this generation were doing it to Sony the previous generation. So yeah, some people just like to watch the world burn. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. But yeah, fuck them anyway. Yeah, yeah. I have my Xbox One. It's all it's all cool. It's a great system. I'll get a PS4 at some point soon. Yeah, I, I'm I'm the opposite of the. I have a PS4. Yeah. I'm enjoying mine, but you know that there are quite a lot of good games as I saw at Eurogamer that yeah. um, that I will end up getting an Xbox One for sure yeah, no, basically the same thing happened to me last gen like I bought an Xbox 360 first and then I bought a PS3 when I saw enough games exclusive to PS3 yeah. that made I me think that's it they're just not at this present time there's just not enough for both consoles yeah so. exactly like there's just not enough to satisfy them. Yeah. this huge console library yeah. unless you unless you want like you want to buy the console specifically for like Dead Rising or sure. Or Killzone, or uh, yeah. you know, or like Infamous, or something. Then you know, there's not really a lot selling it otherwise. No, so, this is it. Like, you know, like, I mean, anyway, we're, we're kind of anyway, we're diverging back to you again. Yes, yeah, so this is not the place we're going off the rails. Yeah, <laughs> we have another podcast. We have another show for that. Find it on iTunes, um, please. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so I like I say, I share your feelings. I feel like it was a good show, but not. It's probably difficult to top last year's because last year had all the top releases and it had new, new consoles. consoles. So yeah. it's always going to be a tough one to sell. Like, yeah, last year was just a very good year for gaming, I think, yeah. which is obviously very hard to compete with. But I think overall it was a good show. Um, I had the day pass to go for all four days. Mm. Because of a friend of mine not being very well, we did, ended up skipping the weekend. And I think actually... I probably won't ever go for a full four days again. Yeah. Because to be honest, by the time I'd finished Friday, I actually felt like I'd played all the stuff I wanted to play anyway. And I didn't really feel like there was any point in me going back up for the weekend. Because there was nothing I was really keen to play that I would have actually got round to playing on the weekend. Because if anything, yeah. the busy levels we saw would have been worse because there would have been that many more people there. Yeah, I joined you on obviously on the Friday. Yeah. I know you'd already done Thursday prior to mm-hmm. that. There were a few games I didn't get a chance to play, but that was purely because the queues were stupid for them. Some of them were ridiculous. Yeah, um, that to the point that I was just like, you know what, I can wait, you know. Like uh, the, the queue, so there's a couple of ones I have to say that, I'm dis- that I was disappointed in. One was Evolve. Yes, that was one Evolve of had a queue a lot, all the way back, and they had five machines to play it on. Mm. For a 20-minute session, that is piss poor. Mm. Oh, like, they should have had about 20... They should have had five, five, six, games. Six, five. Yeah. yeah. They should have had about twenty-five. I think that would have been a reasonable. I don't think it's unreasonable to say that. I think it's you know if, if it's something that depends so heavily on five, five players, players, yeah, you need to have enough machines to do it properly. You can't just like there was no point in queuing after about midday because everything that queue, most of those people might not even get a chance yeah. to play that. Day. If in hindsight, thinking about it since being to the show, because I didn't really think about it much at all, I didn't think that was poor. Yeah. 
But in hindsight, because um, Call of Duty was in the Xbox area, mm. and also so was Evolve, I think that's why Evolve suffered, because yeah. obviously they're going to market Call of Duty a hell of a lot more than Evolve, unfortunately. Sure. Which um, is probably why it got more space. But I wonder if the way around that was to do what they did with Alien, Lord of the Rings, Evil Within, and have a separate set of boots in the upstairs 18+. plus. Yeah. I wonder if it was a space thing, because the 18 plus thing seemed to be pretty well stacked with stuff. Yeah, that was the thing that bugged me, because they weren't letting people into the 18 plus if they were underage, because I remember I overheard someone who went who was underage yeah. that couldn't get in. What do you mean? But then the thing that bugged me was that a lot of the games were in the under 18s, but in like Sony's. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw I them, I saw people like um, asking about if they're of age but I don't know whether they were, how thoroughly they were checking it versus the guys on the 18 plus no I think well they wouldn't even let you go upstairs yeah exactly yeah. You, you could go upstairs to the little games industry career fairs bit which is why I thought what's stopping me because I mean like you know I take take um, the Sony temp we, we went in for Shadow of Mordor and Alien yeah. Isolation yeah um, and Evil Within more on that later yeah more in a minute um, the sh- yeah the you could, I'd say, if you were under eighteen, you could easily stroll in and play Shadow of Mordor without a problem. There's no reason that is over sure. eighteen. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, if you, but uh, and I thought we're not really pursuing it so much that someone could then jump on Alien Isolation. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so so well, I suppose it's a person. It's like the kid was five, and they go, "I'm playing Alien Isolation." Yeah. Or it's a stack of kids in the trench coat. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd love to play this Alien game. Oh, Jesus. I've got to be back before 4pm. That's when my lift arrives. You're eloquent for a five-year-old. Well, I went to school, you know. (laughs) Paid attention. Oh, sweet Jesus. I've been to a shat five times. Yeah, well, most people playing that game did. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, obviously the game is... I think it's out now, isn't it? Yes, it's coming out out now. Um, But we played Isolation in the PS4 tent. And fuck me, I needed a hug. So bad. I only played it once for, and I lasted about thirty-five seconds, and it, that was enough for me. I, I played yeah. two 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 attempts. One was four seconds. And really? I felt like the AI was a little bit unfair in its favour then, because it literally just yeah, came around the corner and went bum, 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 death. And that was oh, like, yeah. come on! I didn't even get a chance to breathe. Yeah. And then the second time I played, I was a little bit more cautious, and I lasted a minute and forty seconds. Still got my ass handed to me because it started walking past and just went, "You what, mate?" Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, yeah, literally, I knew the best way was obviously to sneak and stealth around. Yeah. So I walked into a room. It came through the doors. I thought, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much." They're like on its hind legs, like really standing like four nine foot tall. Yeah. And I went, "Oh crap! I'm going to sneak around." And see what, where it's going, and I see if I can sneak away from it. Yeah, because I thought the other option is it's just going to find me. I thought, but um, yeah, and then I start moving, and then it, yeah, it recognised I was there. And then, you what, mate? Yeah, there's no way, you know. Yeah. It was like so, nine foot tall, faster than God, you know. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so I played that for a bit, and then I needed the, to chill, and I so I started watching Blake playing Shadow of Mordor. Now, obviously, the game Shadow of Mordor is out. All the reviews are pretty mm-hmm. positive. I'm just going to add to that and say that when I played it, I thought it was fucking excellent. Yeah, um, well, I can actually say just as a brief bit, as I've since bought the game and actually completed it, Yeah. 
and yeah, I, I recommend it. If you're a fan, obviously, of uh, Lord of the Rings and um, and also loved games like Assassin's Creed or the Arkham, Batman Arkham games, mm-hmm. um, then I recommend picking it up because yeah. you won't be disappointed. It, it's, it follows very closely in vain of like the Batman games, mm-hmm. but with like a Lord of the Rings background, really. But the Nemesis system is... I really recommend as well. Yeah, so I've I've picked up picked up my copy, but I've been so busy on Destiny because mm. my friends my friends' attention span for games is usually play it for a couple of weeks, get bored, move on to something else because something else comes out shortly afterwards that, yeah. they, that takes their attention away. Destiny has bucked that trend for some reason. I think it's just because it's got a lot of stuff to keep you busy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they've been playing a lot, and so whenever I'm online, they want an extra man for their fire team, so they invite me in. Yeah. So I haven't actually had a chance to sit down and play Shadow of Mordor at all yet. No, um, I don't know. But I will at some point because, like I said, I played it at the thing and, you know. Yeah, no, I like Destiny. I made sure I put it down for that because I was looking forward to Shadow After Eurogamer, I was looking forward to Shadow of Mordor. I put, yeah. it, I put Destiny down because I went, well, Shadow of Mordor is only going to be so long. Destiny, I know, will bang on for quite some time. It does. And yeah. I know that well, I can go back to it and people will still be playing it. It's not like, you know. So, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, so I, I went did that. Mm-hmm. Played it probably a bit too much than I probably should have, hence why I completed it in a week. But, um, yeah, but, yeah, enough. but it, it, yeah. Um, so what else did... So in terms of stuff that's... In terms of stuff that's already out, I think that was pretty much all I played. I did actually play a bit of Destiny just to see how the PS4 pad felt mm. on it. Because obviously I've played a fair bit on Xbox. So I know yeah, how the yeah. Xbox One pad feels. What I will say, um, and if anybody from Bungie's listening, they can feel my pain... Ease off on the force feedback because my controller is drinking fucking batteries at the moment. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, because jumping, normal one single jump, mm. shouldn't use any force feedback, but it does when you land. It does a little bit of like, boom. Oh, just okay. a, Everything I fire does force feedback, which I sort of expect to a degree. Hmm. Putting the bike into boost mode uses uh, yeah, that does it all, on all the time. PS4, yeah. I'm trying jump- to think what it does on the PS4. Double and triple jumping uses force feedback each time as well. And it just I just rinse through batteries. I've been through three sets just playing Destiny. And usually they last about twice as long. But uh, yeah. they just... Yeah, so if you're listening, Bungie, just calm down. Just yeah. calm down on the old feed, the force feedback. Like Not everything needs rumble. Yeah. Maybe just ease off a little bit. Yeah. I don't remember being able to do it, but then again, I find... Force feedback's a weird, like you know, rumble is a weird thing that I don't. I notice it when it's absent, but yeah. if I'm playing a game, I won't. It won't really be a big thing. Yeah, I've played a few games where I'm like, why doesn't this have rumble? This would make perfect sense here at this particular point, and it doesn't. And it's weird. Yeah. Oh, I would say, and that's I was quite happy with um, the version of Shadow of Mordor on PS4. Okay. It uh, uses the uh, pad mic quite uh, quite oh, a lot, cool. which okay. I thought was nice. Because it seems like, I know it's a bit of a thing, and I know it's on Wii games already, you know, Wiimotes had a mic into them before PS4 yes. did, but I I thought it was something that seems underused, and only a few games that really use it, and uh-huh. I thought it, but I thought the fact it used it made it quite nice, you know. Yeah, so, fair enough. Yeah, so I think it works quite well. Um, what else did we play? So um, I, The games I played, um, I suppose the one I wasn't blown away by, but maybe it's purely because the demo didn't sell the game enough, was the um, oh, what's the name of it? Uh, the roller coaster game, Scream Ride. Scream Ride. That's yeah. it. Sorry. Yeah. That one was that one was fun. So Scream Ride, for those who don't know, is like a it's a weird kind of thing to explain, but I'll do my best. It's for Xbox One. It's made by an independent developer. 
uh, but under the Xbox One sort of banner mm. and exclusive to Xbox One. It's a combination of anything physics-based like pain, the yeah. destruction elements, like where you sort of you're launching. The the concept is you're you're uh, you're running an amusement park almost, yeah, and you're you doing a lot of testing and stuff. Yeah. You do, you can design roller coasters, yeah. yeah. So that's one element of it. So there's a design element where you can be, you can design buildings, roller coasters, all sorts of stuff. Hmm. There's another element where you fire little balls, like the orbs they have that people stand in at the London Eye. Oh, okay. You have those, and you launch them at buildings, and you try and hit the weak spots and knock down the building. And you get combos for style and stuff like that. Just oh, cool. Right. And you can do things like you can um, bowl the thing over arm or under arm, as it were. Um, you, apparently he was saying that when they finalised the game they're building in the mechanics to let you skim it across the water if you get the angle right oh, okay. I didn't see that part of the game you did the roller coaster. Bit, I did the roller coaster bit, which um, as I said I don't know if it's because I just didn't see a lot of the, enough of the game Yeah, but it just felt like um, an on rails Tony Hawk's almost it yeah was, it's almost it was like you were trying to do tricks like going on two wheels going or whatever yeah. boosting to go faster and try and generate as much thrill for the passengers while also at the same time trying not to, to flip make the car it come off the ramp off the rails because it's not fixed to the rails it's kind no, of you can resting on them yeah, yeah. And if you boost too fast you can and I managed to do that a couple of times actually boosting yeah I did that. I didn't play the other bits I didn't know there was other bits on there but uh, yeah there were three there. elements I only played two of them because um, mm. the guy was just talking me through um, the bit that the thing about that game was it's fun but there was something about the, the conversation I had with the, with the uh, PR guy mm. I don't know if it's PR guy the, the demonstrator yeah something about that conversation didn't sit right with me and it was this I said to him so is this an arcade game or is this a box retail game mm. he said box retail okay and to me that game felt like a really awesome arcade game yeah, it didn't that's the feel thing. like a full would, retail game. I would, yeah, I didn't think it was a terrible game. I thought it was fine. Yeah, it, it felt fun. quite heavy, you know, like you'd imagine Rock Star would playing yeah. it, you know. But it was, oh uh, yeah, I thought I would enjoy. Yeah, I mean, it's the sort of game I'd pay eight quid for, mm. <laughs> or even like twelve if it had a lot. If it, yeah, I'd enjoy if I enjoyed it for a couple of hours. But then again, I, I obviously at the time I only thought it was just that. I yeah, it was just. But plus the ability to design your own roller coasters, I thought it was just going to be that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know any other attractions. But um, yeah, I, it could be, it could be end up being alright, but it might end up feeling like a collection of mini games. And yeah, which is why I'm confused that it's uh, full retail, unless it's full retail uh, reduced price straight away from the get go. Like um, Deadly Premonition when it mm. came out on 360 was 25 quid. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to play the new game, actually, and I missed that. The, D, uh, the D4? Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's supposed to be really good, actually. Um, mm. And also a really good Kinect game. But, uh, oh, okay. I'm yeah. not sure. I haven't given it a go myself. Yeah, so, I've no. played some of the arcade games in the Xbox booth. Yeah, there were some well, good ones in there. Um, Team 17. Where the hell did they... They're suddenly a force again. Well, they yeah, they seem awesome. to disappear off the face of the earth after... Well, it felt like... Worms sort of take a nose, took a nose dive, and then they sort of just bit off the face of the earth for quite yeah. a while. And then they brought worms back this year. Yeah, and they released a few worms games. And then suddenly know. they're everywhere. Like that's yeah, the big fuck off booth with loads Flockers of is out now. Yeah, um, uh, the Escapist is one of theirs. Yeah, which looks cool. Yeah, no, that's um, good. Uh, what else was there? There's another one, but I can't remember. Yeah, yeah that was the one breaking out of prison, wasn't it? Yeah, there's another one yeah. that. Uh, oh, was that one about we had to pilot the ship? Oh, God, that was one where weird. I was just going space dog. 
yeah, the yeah. Whole time. I can't remember if it's weird. Fucking... You, the premise to describe it basically is you have a big circular spaceship with different command points to man, like the guns and the yeah. piloting, and, and all you that. have to balance. And you those. have yourself on one bit. You're obviously able to control one part of the ship, and you have like an AI guy who you can send dog. a different, like, yeah, like a space dog that you can send as AI to diff- to a certain bit. And yeah, yeah it was very hard. It made me yes. thought maybe it'd work better as a multiplayer game. I think, it, well, I think it's supposed people. to be two players, and then if the second player isn't there as a controller, it's done as an AI. Yeah, because I think it would work better playing but together. It's not an AI because you have to tell it where to go. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it work. It would work better as a two player game because I think it'd be funnier. Yeah. Because basically, all I did was I. Space Dog, why are you sending us this way? Space yeah, Dog. All I did was I, you know, apart from grabbing the guns a couple of times when it was necessary. I just piloted the ship. I didn't it's gonna occasionally the send the space to do something else. It's going to bug the shit out of me now that I don't remember the name of that poxy game. No. And the only thing is, I wrote down a list of everything I played at Eurogamer, and I've lost the fucking list. <laughs> and some of it's really easy. Like I remember Far Cry 4 because I played it twice. I remember playing WWE, mm-hmm. um, Destiny, fucking Shadow Mordor, yeah. stuff like that. I remember all the big AAA ones, but I can't remember some of the indie ones, which actually intrigued me enough. Turn, yeah. One thing that looked cool was uh, LA Cops. The, yes. You said you, did you say you got to play that? Yes, I did get to play that. It plays like um, a sl- slightly slower paced Hotline Miami. Okay. In the sense that uh, death is very easy and also, it, yeah. you know, you got to sort of burst the doors and kill it. It's not got that fast paced thing of, you know, go there, throw the gun at the person, shoot this person, you yeah. know, like the Hotline Miami. It looks great though. Yeah. Oh no, I think it did. It, it played well. It was that thing. The, what it does with the difference in pacing is your base. It's got like a Miami Vice type feel to it. Yeah. But um, you, it's you and a buddy cop. Mm-hmm. It's um, you can actually get it on early access at the moment on Steam. Okay. Yeah, I checked it out. I, I, um, yeah, I did. Yeah. Now I think about it, I did see that. Yeah. Um, but uh, you can get. Yeah, you can. You, you you can use your second cop to provide covering fire, so you can get them to cover a door. Yeah. So if someone comes through that door, they'll they'll take them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and so it's got that thing. But also, if you die, you then have a second person that can still yeah. complete the mission for you. Um, so that looked cool. There was a game sat next to them, who, funnily enough, actually, the, one of the guys was telling me that they work in the same office. Mm. So actually, they're co-located. I can't remember where they said they were, but not London, somewhere mm. else. But they're co-located in an office. And then they got placed in booths next to each other at Eurogamer. So it's like, hello, Dave. Hello, Steve. Let's sell our games. Okay. Rather than building them for a change. Um, but there was one next to it, which is called Calvino Noir. Mm-hmm. And it looked awesome. Like It's basically a kind of film noir detective setting with more of an adventure game feel versus something like, say, Gunpoint. Yeah. Which is all about, obviously, breaking into the buildings... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite fast paced in comparison. It can be, yeah, yeah, certainly. The last level, especially, is uh, incredibly fast. You have to be really, really quick to do certain bits. Uh, I've, I've, not, I've not finished it. But, um, it's, yeah. I've finished it. It's a brilliant game. Mm. Um, and Carino Noir looks very much more stealth based rather than action based, but it looks okay. very, very cool. Mm. Um, and I got to have a chat with one of the guys. Yeah, um, you had quite a detail. Yeah, yeah, I'm just really interested in that game. It looks mm. really awesome. Um, and it's a PC game hmm. for now. No, like, I, I, I must admit we're not what I saw of it looked a bit more point and clicky but um, yeah, yeah I think it's um, like I say, it's very, apparently it's stealth factors into it a fair bit so I don't know um, how 
different that plays when it's in self mode but um, mm. yeah those two were really cool um, uh, War for the Overworld looked good yeah that um, looked good although I don't know how they're not being food by EA but do you but... know I wonder because we talked we talked about on the one of the crazy trains about mm. how you know I was saying that like the people who are demanding a sequel from EA wouldn't buy it if it was anyway because it's EA well yeah I wonder but... if EA are just happy to let it go because they're not going to do anything with it Maybe not, but Maybe. yeah. Uh, sorry for people who don't know what War for the Overworld is. It's Dungeon it, Keeper three spiritually. Yeah, it, it looks and plays a lot like Dungeon Keeper to the extent that you have your goblins that will open up the the, the land and and build your walls around your rooms at the same time. Um, you have like the heart of your dungeon, which is what you got to protect from being killed. Very, very simple. Yeah, it's almost like they've gone, yeah, yoink, basically, yeah, just yoinked Dungeon Keeper, and, but changed the skin, really. And listen, I apologise if I managed to put the sound of me pouring out a drink on the air. Uh, for those interested, it is a bottle of Coke, Coke yeah. Coke, um, which has uh, gone slightly out of date. Other soft drinks that go out of date are also available. Uh, September 14th, so a week and a bit. Yeah. I'll live. So far, it tastes like fucking Coke. So who cares? <laughs> um, so the big game for me that I enjoyed the most in terms of what I played, I was very impressed by WWE 2K15. Okay. It was very I, I saw you playing it. I didn't get. I wasn't able to get on it. Yeah, I just got playing with a random dude. Just someone yeah. just walked up and I was looking at the game and he said, "Do you fancy playing?" I was like, "Yeah, sure, just play." And it was that to me is like what's wonderful about things like Eurogamer is you can you can just play with people you just would never yeah. talk to on the oh yeah because it's much better than like say in a shop or something where they've got a game as a test booth it's a bit different yeah, yeah you're a bit like mm, no they're going to yeah. get away from me or yeah. but yeah maybe I don't know whether that's because I was never I figured I'd never see that guy again it's just like who cares if he beats me job done whereas oh, if yeah. I'm in town then I see somebody I'm just like oh I might know that person one day so, yeah you well, yeah. uh, maybe hey you suckers around the yeah, um, <laughs> but I played that and I was really impressed actually with um, how well it, how well it handles. Very smooth uh, play. How good it looks is stunning. Mm. Really is good looking. Um, good looking game. Uh, what else did I play? I'm trying to think in that booth because it was WWE. You played Mortal Kombat X, right? Yes, Mortal Kombat was one. I was going to say was one of the good games I played that with uh, yeah. Catherine. Um, the uh, yeah, it, it, it plays very. It has a quite a tight feel with Mortal Kombat Nine. Yeah, which is good because um, I love that game. Yeah, yeah. If you like Mortal Kombat Nine, Mortal Kombat Ten, definitely be up your alley. Awesome. You have a choice of uh, three different styles for each character that might suit your play style, which okay. I thought was weird because I thought like a lot of fighting games would normally let you switch between the three. But I'm hoping not only only having a quick game, quick couple of fights. I'm assuming. And they must be quite in depth to just have one playstyle yeah. for each one. But the interaction with the scenery in the background, like I mean, I played a jungle uh, like locale. Um, I just played the Sub Zero Cap and played with one of the new ones. She's like an insect lady. I can't remember her name. Was okay. that off, off topic? Um, but uh, the uh, yeah, in, in that there was like some vines which I used to swing and boot her in the face mm-hmm. with. Um, there was also some wall like a like a temple wall sort of thing which I've bashed her skull against and okay. x-rays make a return which are good um, yeah there's quite some nasty looking ones yeah the um, next gen graphics <laughs> do make the x-rays look really really good cool. but um, okay. uh, yeah I'm, I 
didn't see a fatality, although I have seen videos of some of the fatalities. And, they look yeah, pretty gruesome. Yeah, they are they seem yeah. very gruesome. But yeah, if you love Mortal Kombat games, it's one I'm probably going to pick up fairly early in release, I think. They're looking, yeah, looking really good. Um, what else was there? Um, Far Cry was... I was, about, I was about to come to Far Cry via... Um, I, just played, I played Forza Horizon 2. Mm. Even though it's already out, it's really cool. Yeah, um, That's another one that looks stunning in motion. And um, Yeah, with that one, if you don't get the whole off-road thing straight away, you're not going to win any races because no. you really depend quite heavily on it. So I was driving around doing this demo mm. and I was doing the tracks knowing that you could go off-road and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I'd go like from second to fifth and I'd be like, what the hell? And I realised that everybody else had cut through a field and I was like, alright, well I'll do the same then. So next time I went around the sort of loop, I went off-road and you know had to mm. cut through a hay bale and stuff and bouncing okay. bales around and things like that. So yeah, I know. I did get a quick spin on uh, Drive Club and oh yeah, it seemed alright. I know it's just literally come out, I think. But, um, I think some of it, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's yeah. okay. I'm, I'm, I, but I must admit, I'm not the best person to talk to you about racing games. So yeah. I'd say there was one genre I'm just, just never ever gets me. It's racing games. So. I'm, I like them. Uh, I tend to like to have one on my machine just to play every now and then because sometimes I fancy it, but just a kind of I just like no. driving games occasionally. Fair enough. I don't like to pay a lot for them. As no, I mean, well, I mean, I've been given some through like PS Plus or on mm-hmm. the PC or whatever, uh, yeah. but uh, they just. You know, I'll, I'll play him a bit, but I never really grab me. I think the, when I do like him, I like him to be a little bit different. Like Burnout, for example, it's obviously yeah. quite arcadey. It doesn't matter if you suck at it because you'll still enjoy the crashes and, and, and have fun. That's one thing I would say, actually, is if you like games like that, then um, Forza Horizon is a good game. Because obviously, like okay. I say, it's very open world. It's a bit like Paradise. A okay. lot of open world elements, a lot of different types of race and yeah, challenge yeah. and things. Uh, and they do a really good job of kind of introducing you to it through the demo. Mm. Um, so it was a really good experience, really. Okay. Um, so yeah, Far Cry 4. I uh, played it twice, bloody love that game. I thought it was brilliant. I, if I had one gripe, and this, to be fair, it's probably the stupidest gripe ever, it doesn't feel three million miles away from Far Cry 3 in terms of the I way the game plays that. or whatever. It feels like a... Well, like a reskin Far Cry 3 with uh, a few more weapons and animals and stuff uh-huh. like that. Which, to be honest, if that's all they do with the game, I have absolutely no problem yeah. <laughs> with it because I loved Far Cry 3. So, yeah, um, likewise. So, yeah, it, yeah, pretty much, if you loved that, then go for it. It's, yeah. it, it. It was brilliant. I mean, I loved it. I mean, it was Taking a Castle was the demo. Yeah, that's uh, the one thing I would say. Is although it's very similar to Far Cry 3 gameplay-wise, I feel like they've upped the scale of some of the stuff. So, like, whereas before you were trying to take over a little village... Little village with one yeah, cheetah in. A few that. huts and, mm. you know, a few rope ladders and stuff, and that would be about it. And, like you say, a cheetah or a cassowary or something in a cage that you could mm. launch and it would take out a few of the enemies or you could go in through a hole in the fence and things like that. Um, Far Cry 4, by contrast, had the same thing in a big fuck-off castle... Like yeah, a, at least a, a bigger village enclosed within. Well, I assume that, that it was just that part of the castle. There might be more to it. I must admit, I actually kept dying. <laughs> I couldn't actually complete it. But um, but I must admit, I but both times I did it, I chose to use an elephant to bow, mm-hmm. knock down the door. And yeah. um, first time I stayed a properly elephant, it was very fun picking people up with the trunk and smashing them on the ground. I didn't and, try that. 
No, if you stay okay. on the elephant as you ride through it, yeah, yeah, you can pick up. It, it, all you, have to, you don't have to press any button. You do literally ram into them, and oh, they will, wow. you actually see them pick up the trunk, pick them up by the trunk, and smash them on the ground. And That's that. pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, which and while I stuck on top of it with a crossbow, taking pot shots at people. Yeah, um, okay. I also found I lasted quite long because they spent more of their time shooting at the elephant than they did actually that. Yeah. Um, the second time I chose to get off the elephant and take a bit more conservative, like taking cover and that, mm-hmm. I still ended up dying, but it was quite fun watching the elephant just carry on causing havoc throughout the whole yeah. thing. And so I tried five different approaches okay. for Far Cry 4. So obviously I played it twice in two. I played it in the Ubisoft dedicated booth mm-hmm. and I played it in the PlayStation booth. And one thing I noticed is that depending on where you started... You uh, which booth you played it in? Sorry, you started off with different loadouts. Okay. So the first time I played, um, I had a light machine gun and a shotgun, which is not my style at all. Like, I really like stealth weapons, okay. like pistols. Like oh, I, I, pistols I think I'll, that I would have actually preferred that loadout to the one I played in the PS4 team. Okay, so I'm the other way around. So, yeah. um, so I, uh, the only thing it did have was C4, and this is I'll come to the, why I was disappointed about this. So I started off the first time I went. Uh, I'm trying to think. I went up to the door with the elephant. Yeah. Didn't break through it like I tried to. So I ended up um, going right round the other side through the door. Mm-hmm. Got promptly pretty quickly killed. So I was like, right, okay, well I need to find a way to make this a bit more you know, yeah. stealth, stealth friendly. So what I did was I got on the elephant... Rode it through the door, jumped off the elephant, ran around the back through the front door. Didn't make a lick of fucking difference. The guys at the back, guys at the other side by the door were still there. Oh, okay. What I should have tried, which I didn't get a chance because like I said I played it the following day on a different loadout and got a crossbow and a sniper, uh, crossbow and a sniper rifle. I think it was. Yeah, yeah like the it, I didn't really prefer. But I mean, the, no. the crossbow was fine because it was fast firing enough for me to take people out. Yeah, but. Um, um, but because uh, if a single shot, I would have been really pissed off. Yeah, so I didn't get but, to do that. Yeah, um, and the sniper rifles, it was, it was too up close and personal yes. to, to use the sniper rifle. What I really wish I'd done is the first time, which occurred to me afterwards, I was like, oh, I must try that tomorrow. I didn't get a chance because obviously, like I say, the loadout changed. Hmm. Strap the elephant with C4, walk it up to the gate, <laughs> run around the other side, set the C4 off then. Elephant blows up the gate, possibly the elephant. Uh... I would assume the elephant would die. I would think so, yes. Mm. Being as you could kill it with a shotgun, apparently, according to one of my sociopathic friends, Mm. um, I would imagine you can kill it with the C4 as well. I assume there was C4 in one of the things on the PS4 booth, because I saw someone next to me have C4, but he didn't go towards the castle. He actually ran up to the elephant while it was still in the river. Just to see if it would blow up. And then strapped C4 to it and blew up the elephant. So I did see the elephant does get killed by the C4. Okay, so that's, you know, spoilers. If anybody's interested, you can kill the C4. Just just as a little, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I tried various different approaches. Didn't succeed at any of them. But I suspected that were I to play the game fully, I would probably not struggle as much because the controls would be tailored to my liking because I was using a PS4 pad, which I'm not used to using because I don't have a PS4. Um, and although it's a much better pad than the DualShock 3, I've not used it enough to be good with it. Oh, no, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm used to it and I think it's a lovely pad. But, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a nice, it feels nice. Um, mm. Like I say, it shits on the DualShock 3 for a, for a damn shame. Oh, yeah. Not DualShock not 3 always felt like a toy. It always felt really light mm. to me. 
Um, whereas the Xbox 360 pad and the Xbox One pad to a, to a similar degree are very mm. good. They feel substantial in my hands. And obviously with massive cartoon hands, I'm doing the yeah, big yeah. hand motion here. Almost like the jazz hand motion, but mm. just for illustration of size. Yeah. Um, similarly, you know, obviously I like pads that have a bit of weight to them. DualShock 3 was always very fiddly to get mm. around my hands. Wii U pads fucking great. Because obviously it's like... Well, that's enormous. But yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, not about to say three foot across, but that would be ridiculous. <laughs> no. So just metre-sized... Yeah, Wii U pads. Um, that said, though, I, I, okay, I don't have a bigger hand with yours, but I remember always preferring the original Xbox's pad over the smaller pads. Yeah, I've never, I never had an Xbox, so I don't know mm. for that one. Um, I played Halo in an, a branch of Argos once, and that's pretty cool. But I only played it for about ten minutes, so yeah, um, that's my entire experience with the original Xbox. Was that? Mm. Um, I wish I had experienced Halo, and that's another. Yeah, exactly. I got the, I got a pretty good experience out of it. Um, mm. That's the other one, actually. Speaking of good experiences, um, one that I'm going to pick up when it drops a bit in price because um, it intrigued me enough was the new Sherlock Holmes: Crime and Punishment. Yes, that Fucking, is out now. Yeah, again, um, again, it's another game that looked stunning on next gen. Like, really mm, did look good. No, it did look very good, and yeah, it looked like a quite clever point-and-click game. Yeah, yeah, it looked like. I mean, the frog, it's Frogwares, I think, who made the game, or at least have made the previous mm. Sherlock Holmes I think games. They make all the, I think they have the license, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they make some fantastic games. They really mm. do. Um, and so I'm really hopeful that it plays as good as it felt. No, uh, yeah, um, I know someone who owns it on PS4 and he okay. seems to be really liking it. Cool. So, um, yeah. right, so I'll look forward to picking that up at some point. Uh, then. Yeah. Um, I didn't get a chance to play FIFA because if you play the FIFA, you've played most FIFAs. Yeah, I'm not. Again, I'm. I, I play FIFA once in the blue moon, but yeah. I don't feel the need to go over that. Um, I didn't get chance for COD, but then again, I wasn't. Same. I the way I feel about COD is, uh, I always feel like, I, even though I love the original Call of Duty mm-hmm. and up to and including four, I think I loved every single one of them. Um, but then after that, it always felt like a lot of diminishing returns. The new COD does look good because yeah. it looks like it's got lots of the the futuristic style as allowed like it to have more of a Titanfall-y type feel with the double jump yeah. and the um, obviously some of the weapons look good with the like laser sights and stuff like that, like you know different zooms and visions and that. Yeah. But um, I, to be honest, unless it really does surprise me and blows me out of the water, I, I you know. I can happily wait to play it is the way I feel yeah, about it and that, that's just my opinion on COD in general it's not you know I know there are people out there that love COD and will buy it on day of release more power I, to yeah yeah I will probably wait for it to come down in price before I pick it up so Fair you enough. Know. I may pick it up just because they've done they're doing that deal again where you could buy it on one console and get the upgrade to the next gen one okay so I may buy that on yeah. it runs up until March though which is pretty cool Okay. If you buy it on PS3 or 360, you get the next gen upgrade for free. It's pretty yeah. awesome. I saw Amazon were doing some good deals on trade-ins. Yeah, very much so. With, uh, yeah. Other, you get ten pound off if you trade in twenty-five quid's worth of stuff. Yeah. Other uh, trade-in retailers are available. So yeah, overall it was a, it was a fun show. Um, yeah, those were the games that stood out. So like I say, for yeah. me, the ones that I'm excited about that haven't already come out. Um, I played that. Oh yeah, that's the other one, the PC game, the Marvelous Miss Take. Oh yes, I think it's going cool. to end up being a phone, an iOS. Um, yeah, he said iOS and also potentially Steam. When I asked yeah, him. It was yeah the, I think when I played it, I thought it would have worked well as a tablet game. He was so. the developer I spoke to, um, and he was saying that there's a good chance it will be a Steam release as well. It, it fits because it does. It's point and click. Oh, we played it on mouse. 
in on a, on a B30 there. And it played nice really, time. Yeah, I think yeah. it played fine. It was simple, but it was... Yeah, so The Marvelous Mistake looks cool. Um, it's about a woman who gets all their stuff stolen, and so she decides to become a thief to get her own back. Mm. Uh, and it's all about sort of staying out of guards' field of vision, distracting them, and it's a bit like sort of a thief or a splinter cell kind of stealth game. Yeah, from, from, like an, isometric. from an isometric top-down sort yeah. of view. It's uh, yeah, it was fun. I think it was fairly simple. I hopefully the later levels get more complex. I would imagine they would. A few of the earlier levels, but struck me as the tutorial that one. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it played well. It sort of solved the game to me. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. I think. Uh, so that one, Calvin Noir, like I said, looks really cool to me. Yeah, um, LA Cops looked awesome. Yeah, um, Far Cry Four. Far Cry Four looked very good. Uh, I enjoyed Little Big Planet Three, although admittedly, from what I played, it didn't do well. Really, although you kind of, you know, the feeling. The favourite, that my favourite bit was obviously. Um, <laughs> Here it comes. Uh, yeah, we, we played a multiple player level of Little Big Planet 3, which actually introduced all the new characters, yep. like uh, Odd Sock, Swoop, um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the other one, but, <laughs> and the other one. And the other guy. That's not that boy. Jim McBike. Yeah, and Jim, and the Trash Wizard. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we chose, uh, yeah, I was playing as some um, Swoop and you were Sackboy, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah, um... I think Cat was one of them. And Blake yeah. was having to dual wield the fourth controller. Yeah, I do because only as we went as three and I sat there and didn't realise that the level was specifically designed for all four players at yeah. that particular booth. There were other booths where you could play single player, mm-hmm. but I didn't really we didn't really notice at the time. Yeah. Um but the uh yeah, but uh, we got through the level okay, but my probably my funniest bit was playing as the bird. We could all get to one section which uh, Rob couldn't. <laughs> so my way of doing it was to use swoop to grab Sackboy by his head oh no by your feet I grabbed you by your feet and carried you upside down (laughs) all the way up to the top of this ledge once again Blake had to carry my worthless (laughs) ass see also every podcast we've ever done (laughs) (laughs) Um, the only so my worry about Little Big Planet 3 was that it needs four players apparently that's not the case oh okay I was worried about that um, but then when I said it yeah, because I, I was worried that they must have to design levels for four people, yeah. or three people, for two people. But it sounds like they've actually gone to the effort of doing all of that. Okay. Um, I, if that's the case, brilliant. Fine, I, yeah. I've got no problem with it. I did I, see some, someone playing some of the single-player levels, and they looked quite fun. Yeah. Uh, the one with uh, the dog-like thing, I think it's Odd Sock or whatever it is. Okay. Um, that looked actually, actually because of the whole running up walls and wall jumping that he can do, yeah, it, it looked like and, and some of the speed it was going, it had more of a Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog type feel to it, okay. levels, which I thought was quite nice. Interesting, um, obviously, in the fabric world of Little Big Planet, anyway, but yeah, sure. the, it looked like it was quite the level was quite fast paced, so yeah. I'll, I'll be intrigued to see what the other levels are like. So, uh, I got back into the first little bit playing the other day because I was showing Jen because I thought it'd be something she might like, and sure enough, yeah, she does yeah. really like it actually. Um, just because she's she likes certain games, but she's really big on she like, seems to like platformers quite a bit. Yeah, and um, so she's a big Tomb Raider person, mm. like um, she's a huge Tomb Raider fan. Uh, so I think she just likes platform games in general. Yeah, I mean I, I, that's the reason I wanted to play Little Big Planet Three was because I know it's a game I played with Cat. Yeah, and because um, I mean I, she likes the games, but. Like the Lego games, that and Little Big Planet are perfect for playing together. Sure, rather than that. it's not the sort of games I play on my own, but I, uh, yeah, they're great yeah. to play with a couple. So, what else was there we're looking forward to? So, Far Cry 3, 4. Sorry, 4. four. I already know Far Cry 3 is good. What am I talking about? Yeah, Far Cry 4. 
Uh, Sunset Overdrive, I didn't get to play it, but it looks really cool. Mm. Yeah, that, I was disappointed I couldn't see... Even though I have reserved feelings about the order from what I've seen of it... It, I it was disappointing to, to be able to not to be able to see it. Yeah, it would have been nice if it was in... Like, for example, we saw the Evil Within. Yeah, the problem with Sony's booth, because obviously they had different areas yeah. just around, they put two Blood of their biggest launches... Who, like, they put Bloodborne and the Order in the same tent. And it was a small tent as well. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, who puts Bloodborne and the Order in the same booth? Because I mean, like... It, well, Sony. Yeah, Sony's apparently. Yeah. <laughs> they're two of their biggest launcher games, like two of their biggest games of next year. And yeah, there was no, the queue was like to the edge yeah. pretty much the whole day. It so really was. We would have had to have queued there, I reckon, about two hours if we wanted to play it. I, I think, think probably about right, yeah. I mean, as it was, we got to experience Alien Isolation. I'd say the game played me, to be honest, but... Yes, no. Uh, well, I, I for, for what it does with Alien Isolation, it accomplishes it in a, in a bounds. And for those who haven't played it or, you know, interested in picking it up, if you like your horror games like Outlast and stuff oh, like that, fuck me, then definitely, definitely pick it up. Like, yeah, it's yeah. The game, the way I described it afterwards and still do, is it was brilliant, but I wouldn't call it fun. No. I would call it a very technically well-made game, yes. but horrible in the sense that it does it so well that yeah. you feel like you you are on, like, well, I know it's not the Sulaco, but like a alien-type yeah. ship. And Nostromo, isn't it? Is it actually Nostromo? I think so. actually set on it. I think it was. See, I, I don't know, maybe. I might be wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know where the best person to watch would be Crouch, because he's playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he couldn't be here tonight, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is looking very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. So I think we've covered a big chunk of stuff there. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Apart from that, there's a few more indie games we played, but yeah, like I say, I just don't have the list handy. I might write. I might write something. Yeah. Down if I yeah. Oh, that list. was one thing, and that was because it was really busy in that particular area again. Uh, didn't get to play Hotline Miami too, which did look. It looked cool. It looked good. Yeah. But but then again, at the same time, not hundred miles away from the first game in yeah. terms of feel. But um. To be honest, they could do nothing with that game and just make more levels for it and I'd be happy. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I can't remember the list of the rest of the games on the list, which is really bugging me now, but I will, if I find the list again, I might write a piece about it just for the sake of, you know, here's the stuff mm. that I played. Yeah, that's that's yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously, in the meantime, thanks for listening to Gamecast number four, I think. Um <laughs> Which is <laughs> Rob might be re-recording this bit when he realises it's fine. I think it's. I'm fairly. Sure I think it's it is fine. Yeah. Um, so, welcome to the Gamecast, where we talk about Eurogamer or EGX, which next year will be in the Birmingham NEC, um, and next year will be seeing me for two days max, um, probably the Thursday and the Friday, yeah. because fuck the weekend. Well, I would like to go, but obviously, being a bit further away, I'm going to have to book a hotel. But, we'll figure uh, something. We, yeah. we might we might figure something out. Get a group yeah, out. yeah. Well, if I book it early enough, it'd be fine. But, yeah, uh, yeah, totally. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah. Uh, you can obviously find the previous Gamecast episodes on iTunes on the same feed. You can also find our sister podcast, E14 Presents the Crazy Train, on iTunes as well. Um, this all stems out from the website emotionally14.com. That's the digits 14, not the letters. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Wade Vision. Blake's not on Twitter, but you can still find him at other places that he likes to frequent. He has uh, occasionally chipped into the E14 Facebook page and shared things on there, but obviously... You know, don't uh, don't yeah. engage. Please don't hunt me down. Yeah, if you have me on Facebook, I won't add you. <laughs> please, yeah, please, please don't hunt me. Yeah. Um, you have to say it every time, but not me- yeah. not getting the message after like you know. Uh, what else is there? I feel like we've covered everything. 
Um, yeah, normally you have to list off about 20 Twitter accounts. Yeah, this is it, but obviously, you know, like cast and also not the place for that. Yeah, so. and also because I don't have a Twitter, I've pretty much just stuffed it to yeah. follow me. <laughs> oh, there you go. So you can find us at Emotionally14 on Twitter and Emotionally14 on Facebook as well. So there you go. Yeah. Done. Cool. All right, thanks for listening and uh, peace. Peace.